Hey, Jake here. Before we get started with this week's episode of the Shepherd Cast, I wanted to take a moment to invite you to a very special service we have planned for Sunday, October 6th, 2019. On that day at 4 p.m., the Reverend Scott J. Anderson, who you may have heard a time or two on this podcast if you're one of our regular listeners, anyways, he will be installed as our lead pastor at our church by the Bishop Abraham Allende of the Northeastern Ohio Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Following that worship service at 4 p.m., we will be having a special meal to commemorate Pastor's installation. We hope you will consider attending this special service. If you are considering attending, we hope you will RSVP to our church secretary, Mary Drotliff, by September the 23rd. To RSVP, you can go about that one of three ways. You can either call her at 330-866-9293 during normal church office hours. You can email her at info at sotvchurch.com. Or you can, if you're at the church, you can sign up on the sign-up sheet on the welcome table. Also, we will be sharing this service on the ShepherdCast not long after it happens. We hope you'll consider attending this special service in honor of Pastor Scott. For more information and to see the full invitation for this event, please visit us online at sotvchurch.com. With that, here is this week's episode of The ShepherdCast. Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to The Shepherd Cast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Reverend Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. The first lesson is taken from Exodus, chapter 32, verses 7 through 14. The Lord said to Moses, go down at once. Your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshiped it and sacrificed to it and said, 
These are our gods, O Israel, who you brought up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone, so that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them and of you, and I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, with a great power and with a great mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was an, with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath, change your mind, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have promised, I will give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm, which we're going to be reading responsively, is Psalm 51, verses 1 through 10. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your justice. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me, and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot up all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. The second lesson is taken from 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verses 12 through 17. I am grateful to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he judged me faithful and appointed me to his service, even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a man of violence. But I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But for that very reason, I received mercy, so that in me, as in the foremost, 
Jesus Christ might have might display the utmost patience, making me an example to those who would come to believe in him for eternal life. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning at the first verse. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So, he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep, And losing one of them does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or, what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God, over one sinner who repents. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you and praise you and give you thanks. We thank you, dear Lord, for your grace for your mercy, for your patience. Whenever we are lost, whenever we go our own way and we forget about you in our lives, thank you for searching for us, seeking us, and calling us back to you. Help us in our daily lives that we may share the grace that you have given us to all whom we see in our thoughts, in our words, and in our deeds. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon me, that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This uh, really happened to me back in Texas, but uh, I thought I would... uh, in the spirit of Jesus' parables this morning, uh, share it with you uh, in a parable format. There once was a Lutheran pastor who, in his haste to uh, preach, uh, put on his alb, which brushed his eye, and he lost his contact lens. Didn't he diligently fall down on his knees, searching uh, the floor of the church, calling people uh, to help him find that contact lens. And when he found that lens, 
Did he not say to those who were uh, searching with him, rejoice with me. I have found the contact lens which I had lost. I was blind, but now I see. Just so I tell you, there is more joy in the presence of the angels of God when one sinner who sees their sins and repents. So let's celebrate. Celebrate good times. Come on. As I shared this morning, uh, I, when I dance, I have two left feet because if I had two middle feet, well, I, well, if I had two left feet, I would be correct half the time. So I just have two middle feet, okay? Uh, fortunately, my daughter did not inherit the genetics uh, from my side of the family anyway. Uh, it is something for us to think about uh, when we hear the word repentance or if we hear someone say, repent! Do we associate that word with joy? We hear in our gospel, in these two parables, the third uh, in this uh, chapter of Luke is the parable of the prodigal father. And I think that these uh, parables are misnamed because it's not a parable about the lost coin or the lost sheep, but it is a parable of the found sheep, the found coin. Uh, just so the parable that follows we call the prodigal son, but it is a parable about the father. If you look at the beginning of that parable, you'll see that. Uh, and uh, it is that sense of prodigal as in lavishly uh, spending things on the returning son. So actually the parable should be called the parable of the prodigal father. So what happens in these uh, beautiful parables here is one of good news one in which uh, we receive this gift of joy uh, that the burdens of our sins are lifted up. The good news is that God is the actor in these uh, parables, that God intentionally searches us out uh, whenever we become lost, whenever we have uh, gone off on the wrong way. God searches out and finds us. There is, again, this dimension of joy that we hear at the end of both of these parables. Uh, words similar to this. There is joy in the presence of the angels of God when one sinner repents. Let me share a story that uh, took place in Nebraska. Uh, I had a shut-in. Her name was Tilly Littleman, and she was a joy to visit. And Tilly uh, was a farmer's wife. And she uh, came out into the fields, and there was no greater joy that she experienced than being out in God's creation and helping the plants grow and helping out in any way, shape, or form uh, when it came to farming. Because uh, when you are a farmer, you are required to do everything, whether it is household chores, whether it is engineering and fixing a tractor, uh, whether it is planting and taking care of God's creation and a whole myriad of things. And um, we would get together and she would share her joys and sorrows with me. And 
She really longed to be back where she could feel the freedom that she had in the fields, but her health had deteriorated and she couldn't do that anymore. And our conversations were one of a blessing because uh, there was that refreshing our hearts in Christ uh, that took place uh, that I talked about last week with Paul's letter to Philemon. Uh, and there was this beautiful uh, interaction in our conversations. And after we talked, we would have communion. And uh, we would then start out with the confession and forgiveness. And after I had given absolution, and before I had a chance to go and uh, share a scripture passage with her, she would stop me, touch my hand, and say thank you. And that was just always such a beautiful moment whenever she did that. Most of the time she did. There was this sense of realizing what had just taken place just like we begin our worship service with the confession and forgiveness. The realization that God's grace has touched her life, the realization of the freedom of her sins, the reason for her to have joy and to give thanks. So the question then for us is that whenever we confess our sins, do we really think about and experience the joy that we are given and also in the same process as the parables remind us, not only do we receive this joy, but whenever we confess our sins, whenever we repent, we give God and the angels of God joy. What a double blessing that is when we stop and think about it. However, uh, if you're like me, um, kind of fall in the pattern of the uh, people of God in our reading from Exodus this morning. Now, uh, it turns out uh, that while Moses is talking with God on Mount Sinai, uh, lo and behold, uh, the people of God have been busy. They have made a golden calf. And they have now attributed uh, their freedom from slavery in Egypt to the golden calf and not to God. This gets God's attention, you know? And we know that these people are in deep trouble because Moses, if you look uh, at the uh, passage and how it begins in Exodus uh, in our readings this morning, God says to Moses, your people are dumbing it up. That's a you know, free translation there. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, it caught my attention because it was similar words that my wife always shared. When our kids were good, they were her son and daughter. Whenever they were wrong and bad, uh, I would be tapped on the shoulder and say, and she would say to me, your son, your daughter are misbehaving, you know. So whenever they were bad, they were my kids, you know. That's when I knew they were in deep doo-doo. Uh, and uh, this is what's going on in Exodus. God's people are in deep doo-doo. Uh, and so Mo 
so these are not the people of God anymore. These are Moses's people, you know. So uh, they're in trouble. Uh, and when you do make false gods, you know, that uh, has a tendency uh, to get God's attention and to get into deep doo-doo. Uh, so uh, Moses intercedes for his people. And God, who is angry, and if you uh, look at Genesis 6-8, uh, 6, eight, uh, six, six uh, through 6 eight, you'll notice that when humanity has been sinning, it grieved God to the heart. And so again, we see this uh, balance here uh, when we please God, when we do God's will, we give God joy. When we mess it up, not so. Uh, we grieve God to the heart and God is angered. Uh, and so would we, in our decisions that we make in our daily lives then, uh, be altered if we use that as a determining factor? Am I giving God joy or am I grieving God to the heart uh, in what I'm saying or doing? So God forgives his people. And so again, uh, we have this wonderful gift of grace here in this uh, story in Exodus. Uh, and so we could say with the golden calf that God's grace prevails and that is no bull. <laughs> After all, God would not steer us wrong. Right? Okay, I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we come to our psalm this morning and it's the same thing uh, which uh, psalm 51 is attributed to David, and uh, this is a psalm in which uh, David has got into some deep doo-doo. I mean, after all, when you commit adultery, uh, when you send Uriah the Hittite, the hu husband of the person that you have been uh, uh, having some uh, relations with, uh, and on a purpose of killing him, so you have murder and adultery and a few other things going on. Uh, there is a need to ask for forgiveness. Uh, and again, uh, there is this pointing out that there's nobody else to blame but myself. And again, I think that's key when we go talk about repenting, is, is that we don't search out blame for anybody else, but we search our hearts for what we have done wrong. And uh, so it is this beautiful prayer uh, that we say during Lent, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And we come to the epistle this morning. And it's the same thing uh, in terms of looking for repentance. Paul does not blame anybody else he says, I'm the sinner, and I am not only the sinner, but I am the foremost of sinners because I had persecuted the church. I have persecuted Jesus. And Jesus showed me grace and mercy. So if God can forgive me, the worst of all sinners, 
God can forgive each and every one of us. And again, I think that's a beautiful expression of grace uh, found in our epistle reading this morning. Uh, that Jesus Christ was born to save sinners, of which I am the foremost. And again, that's a beautiful moment of grace for us to remember whenever we have messed up in our earthly life. And so we come to the gospel text. And again, there is this beautiful sense of grace. Jesus was welcoming sinners and eating with them. And again, I think the, the word welcome is something that we need to think about. How are we welcoming in our daily lives? How are we welcoming at church? You know, how do we go about uh, making uh, someone feel comfortable? How many people feel drawn in uh, to be a part of this? When we stop and think about this moment here in the context of this gospel and of these parables, it is, I think, a very poignant one. You know, how does the act of welcoming change us? How is that part of our repentance is the part of us welcoming? Not only, as Paul pointed out, that I have received this grace, but called to share that grace with others. This bothers the Pharisees and uh, so they are grumbling. It's kind of like that continuation of the murmuring tradition here. And so uh, Jesus tells them a parable, actually three. And we hear this parable of the lost sheep. Uh, and this one sheep has um, you know, wandered off. Now I know I can think of moments in my life where I have wandered off. And God brings us back even at the risk of losing the other 99, the shepherd goes out and finds that lost sheep. It is like the, women, the woman uh, who has lost one of her 10 coins and searches diligently until she finds it. There is this beautiful moment here in the parables of God searching for us, calling us, enlightening us, sanctifying us, work of the Holy Spirit. And so each of these reminds us of the joy that we are called, not only to receive in our repentance, but also, as I mentioned before, to share it as well. So this morning, as we hear these readings, and we think of all the blessings and the joy that God gives us uh, in our lives and in the moments when we need uh, that forgiveness and repentance. That, you know, as in the Exodus of the people of God, sometimes we really mess up and God chooses to give us grace. In Psalm 51, in our repentance, we are reminded of, hey, I am the problem here. 
In our epistle reading, we are reminded of the depth of love and grace God bestows on his church and on his people. And in the gospel, we are reminded of the joy that is given, that is reciprocal for us and for God and the angels. So today in our lives, let us truly repent. Let us uh, not only ask God for forgiveness, but also to be a means of grace uh, to whoever we meet. And to do that with joy. So let's celebrate. Celebrate good times. Come on. You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you are able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church. Of course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTV Sandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.